Initiating update. Three, two, one, go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Nerd On Update, the weekly show where we give you the nerdy news that we're excited about and answer questions from the listeners like you and also from the chat because it's live. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't introduce ourselves, right, Corey, Caitlin, or Josh? So I'm going to go first. My name is Tom. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah, I mean, we do that every single time. And Back we to can you, call Tom. Them. Yeah, thank you. Um, so my uh, news today, uh, I said this at the beginning. Um, y'all going to need some new sheets. Go out to your favorite uh, furniture store um, because there's a lot of tea that's been spilled today. Oh. Yeah? Um, and you know it's coming from me, so it's the DC boy. You know what I'm saying? Um, DC boy, you. for those who don't know what I'm saying. Um so at the beginning of the week, Ray Fisher had a giant expose um, on ho- the Hollywood Reporter, and I'm I'm getting a little weird about certain media outlets because I feel like certain journalists are on a payroll, certain journalists are not on a payroll, certain people like to play with company politics. Some of them just like want to tell stories. <clears throat> that being said, um, uh, Ray Fisher kind of goes all out. Um, I think the investigation that. He kind of incited and sparked with AT&T against Warner Brothers, um, kind of came to fruition with certain uh, members, executives, directors, um, creatives not being uh, working anymore. And um, the thing that I got a little miffed about was after the the article had dropped, um, other than things like corroborating information like other people of color who were excluded from the theatrical release of the film and kind of uh, saw their stories minimalized and uh, their careers, um, how should I say, uh, put in jeopardy or put in um, in, in direct line of sight of people who were egotistical in that sense. Uh, but a lot of people gathered around kind of something that we've already talked about, and that was that Joss Whedon had um, threatened Gal Gadot's career for uh, having a Wonder Woman 3 oh, sequel yeah. and belittled Patty Jenkins. And, um, and I was like, that that was already known. So why is Josh everyone still... Josh is like, news to me. Yeah. yeah I, <laughs> Welcome I to like news I to Josh. <laughs> I meant, mentioned this a while ago on other updates. Oh. Um, but that became the trending thing. It wasn't that... Um, and I forget the actor's name, um, but he's like the, the big breakout actor for Bridgerton. And he was uh, auditioning for uh, Jor-El, not, not even Jor-El, Zeg-El, who is Kal-El's oh. grandfather yeah. in Krypton mm. on the sci-fi show that David S. Goyer was going to write and showrun. And Jeff Johns was like, no, Kal-El's grandfather can't be black. And it's like, you know, we are dealing with fictional characters, right? And you know we what? are dealing with These fictional aliens, character. right? Yeah. And you know we're also dealing with another timeline, right? And he's like, Did well, no the- one see Cinderella <laughs> with Brandy? And uh, Houston, <laughs> and uh, but also that sense where it's like it didn't the, matter. The grandfather for Kal-El, this was the 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 justification was he should look like a younger Henry Cavill, right? But there is a character who plays Zod, who is portrayed by a black man. That man doesn't look anything like Michael Shannon, so there <sighs> is obviously a disconnect. Yeah. Um, so there is definitely a lot of uh, murmurs going on, but yeah. I don't. I won't stop there. Um, someone decided to pick up the turret behind the Jeep and 
uh, I, my favorite my favorite gif on the internet was just like this was Chris Taylor this morning and it was just Rambo b- oh, obliterating yeah. him. and then that's where the the tweak or the the, the phrase came. It's like I think Chris Terrio went out to get some new like clothing and furniture because he spilled all the tea everywhere. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he woke up and this man shows violence. And so he had a Vanity Fair um, interview, and I don't know when it was taken, but it released on the Wednesday. And um, Chris, the the headline was Chris Terrio is super mad about the Warner Brothers treatment of his Batman vs Superman script in Justice League. It was oh, an act yeah, of vandalism. That. Mm-hmm. And um, his his one of his quick blurbs was, "I'm tired of people. Sh- I'm tired of the haters hating on me and thinking I'm a shitty writer." And it's like I came off of Argo and won the best screenplay award, but because of the treatment that all the decisions were made not by storytellers but by investors and Wall Street people um, who felt that their uh, investments were at jeopardy because a bunch of uh, select critics. Uh, try to hold up certain scenes of the theatrical film that they butchered as proof positive that I cannot write women or human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one particular line that he calls up, he's like, and then there's this article that Vanity Fair pushed out. He like pointed out like that Vanity Fair pushed out um, that some uh, critic said the line where Lois Lane is in, in Batman v Superman, in Batman v Superman, um, where he's talking to the uh, warlord of the line is, I did not know this interview would be with the woman. And Lois Lane responds, I'm no, I'm not a lady, I'm a journalist. And he's like, that was a callback to a reporter who actually died on the job. And uh, the Chechen warlord also said the same thing, where it's like, I will not shake hands with a woman. And she responds, there is no woman in this room, there is a journalist. And uh, then he's like, and then so people parade around these things as if I can't write. So there is this... Tre- this treachery that's going on as well with with the studio that rips apart 30 minutes out of a film so of course it seems it doesn't make sense but yeah. also these critics who uh try to tear people down faster than they could ever build their own career mm, and, yeah uh, um, he talked about I, too like there was he had to fight really hard behind the scenes like they wanted batman to brand brand lex luthor, lex luthor and he's like you're missing the whole point is that he went off the deep end and by the end of the film, he's realized there was an error in his ways. Why would he continue to brutalize? Because the film would then condone that behavior. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so he's like, and people say that my writing is too dark. You know, <laughs> there there's a joke about <laughs> Superman raining hellfire upon this African, you know, uh, tribe, this African village. Um, and he's like, I'm the one that pulled the punches back. And he's like, I knew if you were going to take Batman to fight Superman, you can't have Batman as we know him. You'd have to put him in a darker place. It's it's a wonderful read. And uh, again, echoing from uh, Caitlin's story last week, read the whole article. Don't just read the headlines like, he's mad. It's like, read why he's mad. If you want to say like, oh, he's and, – and the thing that also get, miffed me was that there's, a again, a bunch of people on the internet who want to say like, okay, cool, white privileged man gets mad that his studio works. That I'm like, then when all the people start wanting to dunk on you, I'm sorry, that's how the internet works. Like, mm-hmm. don't beget more ignorance strange and place. hatred uh, with more ignorance and hatred. Um, so read it. Um, I think it's a very interesting read. I think he makes a lot of good points. And he's like, you know, I'm just glad that the versions that I wrote are actually on uh, a place where people can watch it. And I'll take every bit of criticism with it. And he's really surprised that, you know, Zach shot what he shot because once he's wrote, he wrote it, the studio just never invited him to come on set. And so there's a lot of stuff like that. But um, 
yeah, uh, a lot of stuff is going down. And uh, as we currently are here recording on this Sunday, um, make the Batfleck HBO movie is um, trending at, I think, 120,000 at this point. Whoa. Um, just to give you some reference, um, these quote-unquote hashtags, these trending events are kind of there to show that there is demand for these things. Um, obviously, they're just words. They don't really going to push anyone. They're not being like, fire this person. or They, they, they can't. They literally are not legal words, right? right. Um, or binding contracts. But it's to show that there's trending events and that people want the thing. And the release of Snyder Cut movement has kind of coordinated that you know, Black Canary HBO series and a Deathstroke series, all these things of like, we want these things also included in this thing and something that Zach always envisioned and was like leading up, but then you guys just kind of shut it down. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason why I bring this up is because I didn't know this, that Godzilla versus Kong was supposed to be the end of the MonsterVerse. Oh. And um, there was a hashtag of continue the MonsterVerse. And after like 2000 tweets it started trending and then legendary's like we are the monster burst so it's like it takes a very little for other studios to kind of be like okay cool we'll do it and this also comes in stand of like release the zemo cut which also saw its day in the light because people wanted in the last episode of falcon Winter soldier an extended dance sequence that baron zemo is doing and they got it and obviously it's a little bit different of a whole movie and right. all that stuff but it's like when a studio wants to acknowledge it's audience that's the different narrative that you want to sure. start looking yeah, at definitely um so just keep that in mind uh but that's all i got who's next i was just gonna say Kaylin, i mean i think it's or josh I, I was just gonna say i just think it's amazing what's happened in the dceu kind of world over the past year of just like sure everything that the snyder cut kind of led to and us like the light coming like being shown on all of these things that kind of actually happen in the background mm that before we get the movie that we see in theaters of like what kind of meddling goes on or how many cooks are in the kitchen and you never know what movie you're actually seeing when you when yeah. you see it sometimes so i mean since i'm talking i'll go next my no okay. my news is, my news is pretty uh short ish um this is kind of exciting for me uh another week of baseball news that's weird uh on friday night no Nerd. Uh, Joe <laughs> <laughs> Joe Musgrove, number 44, uh, which is in honor of the Cy Young winner, Jake Peavy, and a San Diego native against the Texas Rangers through the first no-hitter in Padres history. That is Ooh. 50 years oh. um, that nobody has thrown a no-hitter, and he did it. Um, wow. It's pretty awesome. It's really exciting because he is, I mean, he's a San Diego native. He grew up in East County uh, rooting for the Padres and in January was traded to the Padres from the Pirates, comes back home and does this kind of does thing it up. in the next few months. <laughs> Prodigal and son. It's Eat your just, heart it's, out, Randy Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, Randy Johnson. Trevor yeah. Hoffman. Anyway. Um, he hit a bird once with a pig. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just really exciting to see something like this happen for a hometown kid. Uh, a no-hitter is pretty – pitchers don't often, like, play the whole game. He did the whole nine se the whole nine innings. Um, Usually there's a closer who comes in and yeah. finishes um, up. And yeah, he did it. It's, it's, pretty, it's a pretty awesome thing to watch because it was a – 
it was like a grounder to the shortstop who threw it first. And it was just seeing the whole stadium go crazy in that moment is just, and it wasn't even uh hometown. Like it, it was in Texas, uh, but it's still, it's, it's a really cool, really cool thing. It's a cool thing to see regardless of who you're a fan of. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's a historical moment no matter what. It's the first no hitter in that stadium too. Um, Ooh. baseball's all about <laughs> stats, like random oh, stats. Like yes. this is the first time in 12 years this has happened. And like, there's a lot of different, different things. So, but yeah, that's my news. Uh, I'm a huge Padres fan and not huge. They're my home team. I like them. You're, <laughs> you're like an average man. So yeah, you're a like, fan? I'm a fan. <laughs> yeah, I would say a I'm a regular huge fan. fan. I'm a Sorry, regular I, fan. Did you just assign yourself a level of fan? Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah. <laughs> All levels that, of baseball mean. fans are welcome yeah. here, you guys. <laughs> so there it is. Um, Who's next? Kayla, I will go. So I got this press release about Embracer Group, uh, which they're, they're over in uh, uh, Karlstad, Sweden. Uh, mm-hmm. they have, uh, they've acquired multiple companies like THQ Nordic, GmbH, Coke Media, GmbH, Deep Silver, Coffee Stain, Amplifier Game, uh, Saber Interactive, Deca Games, and now they have acquired Gearbox. Oh, interesting. So Gearbox. what that's going to mean for Gearbox. Eli 5 me, please. Where's uh, Gearbox? So, so basically think of, yeah, b- they made Borderlands. They made uh, Brother in Arms. They made, uh, they acquired Duke Nukem, uh, oh. Half-Life, Counter-Strike, Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Um, the, or they've been in, in involved in the development of, of those games, even the Halo franchises and uh, 007. So oh. what this means is is that um they're going to like Gearbox is going to be able to make a new IP and build on their existing IPs. Um because whenever think of like um like Activision, Bungie. Bungie was underneath Activision and had access to all of the companies underneath Activision's umbrella. So when Bungie left, they had a harder time getting things going cuz it's all in-house. So Gearbox, you know, they have the partnerships that they do. But um, now that they're going to be part of the Embracer group, who has like, what was it? It's like 240, 240 owned franchises, and they work with uh, eight operative groups. So now they're under this big umbrella with all of these other companies. And it's one of resources. those like, yeah, you, you're just, you're widening your network. So it's going to be very interesting to see what Gearbox will be able to do now that they have a wider network of resources. So it's, it's. It's more just about like, yes, Embracer Group has now taken over uh, Gearbox. They also took on, oh, what were the names? Uh, Asper Easy Brain as well. Um, So, what? I just sang the O'Reilly's theme song. That's all. Continue. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yes, so that's that's most of it. They had been talking about this merger back in like February, but now it's official. Um, So... From here on, things are going to be happening. We don't know what that means, but they'll be happening. It means things people will get fired um, and new games will come out. People are what? That's sad and then people really happy get, real People quick. will get fired and new games will come out. Um, I don't think they'll get fired. I think it'll be hiring more people now that they have the resources to do so. Rather than getting hope. rid of people. Probably reorganizing the staff that they presently have and bringing in more people. That's in from what I've seen... 
generally when they do a partnership of that kind and have access to more resources, they need more people, and then they just restructure a little bit. I just hope because all the investor day stuff and all the cool little slideshow things that companies do, like, hey, this is what's on our slate, is the day that people get fired. Oh. So when you see that stuff like investor day or all this other thing, those are like 700 people got fired that day. Wow. So just just so you know, just so you know. Well, hopefully not. DC fandom. Thousand people, like four hundred people at DC Comics got fired that day. Really? Yeah. So that's let me just talk a little bit about the uh, anti-firing, <laughs> which is hiring. Yeah. Uh, the so hiring event. Indiana Jones Five, um, is uh, a movie that's been in kind of production oh, you're limbo for five-ish plus years. Oh. Uh, originally, Steven Spielberg was going to direct and continue his directing streak with that. But now he's taken an executive producer position, and James Mangold, who you would know for Logan and the Wolverine, and Ford v Ferrari, yes, uh, has taken over the directing seat. So right off the bat, very excited for that. Uh, but that's not the news I'm here to talk about. Indiana Jones Five has hired uh, an, an actor to join the movie cast, and it's someone I'm I'm very very excited about. It is Phoebe Waller Bridge. If you're unfamiliar Ooh. with her work, she uh, wrote, created, and starred in Fleabag. She also wrote the new James Bond movie that's coming out, and she is going to write and star in the new Mr. and Mrs. Smith with Donald Glover. What? Um, she she's will be incredible. Joining, she's an incredible person. Uh, she is going to be joining the cast of Indiana Jones 5. For Obviously, we don't know anything about the roles or the plot or anything like that, except that Harrison Ford will be returning as Indiana Jones because, he's, as he Hell said, yeah. I'm Indiana Jones. Uh, so anyway, that's my news. That's it. Phoebe, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is joining the cast of Indiana Jones 5. Whenever that comes out, let's get on to questions. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. For the next, the next part of the show is in which we answer questions from you, the people. If you would like to submit those questions, you can send an email to questions at nerdon.tv. You can also go to nerdon.tv backslash questions. There's an easy form there. Or... Real easy peasy. You can go over to our Discord. There are channels that you can submit questions there. And if you are a member of the NerdOn Nation, nerdon.tv backslash Patreon, not only do you get to support us and growing our content and being the best that we can be, but you get what we call the NerdOn Nudge, where we answer your questions first. And you can ask questions like, I don't know, B-Rad. Brad asks, What's a show that you'd highly recommend to anyone as long as they only watch the first season? Oh, whoa. Uh, Caitlin has one already. Okay, go ahead. Midnight Diner. Only, only one first season. season? It's fine. Because honestly, you could pop in at any single point in that show. and But be don't totally watch the other seasons. Yeah, you'd be fine. It, it really oh, okay. wouldn't matter. Like, yes, there's overarching story things that make you curious about getting answers for it, but... The way that they do the show, it doesn't matter if you don't. Got it. I was it's, taking the question okay. as for my for my answer. I was taking it as anything the rest past of the, the first season is yeah, garb, not good. Oh, Garbo. but that's not what you're saying. You're yeah. just saying that the first season is enough to fulfill anyone's interest in the show. Yes, I'm, I'm not like. Uh, I'm yeah. I'm definitely not saying that the other seasons are Garbo at all because they're amazing. Yeah, the whole show is amazing. Th- yeah, but if if I um, yeah, it's hard to recommend a show. As long as they only watch the first season? Is that what the question is? Yes, as long as they only watch the first season. I have mine ready to go. 
Usually, okay, well, because I'm having trouble because most of my favorite shows, the first seasons are like eh, finding their footing, and then second season is like, which, oh, there we go. What you need to do is find a show that was going on during the writer's strike, like mine, which is Heroes. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's the first answer. season. That's yeah, the answer. answer. Okay, because after okay. that, it just gets it. You, and I, I that's love the, the show answer. as an entirety, um, but definitely the first season was like. Oh, imagine. And then you're like, yeah. oh, why did no. this all happen? <laughs> that's the answer, man. Uh, that's the answer. Yeah. Heroes. Next question? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> kind of for me. Like, that's <laughs> the such only, a good answer. The only other thing I could think about was like, you know, obviously watching, but there's no other seasons, right? And so it's a yeah. series, so it doesn't count. Um yeah, there's no because you know to Corey's point, a lot of other shows don't get good till later. They're later in the seasons when their budgets are doubled and uh, they they know what they're doing, and then they all the little things that they you know seeded in the first season gets kind of uh, reintroduced in the second season for the audience, and then they peak they see what they like. But Heroes just never had that luxury or glory. I've True Detective. Oh, oh damn it! <laughs> yeah, I was just True that was actually mine. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, no, it's okay. I have an uninformed. I have an, I have one. another option. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, because True Detective, the first season's phenomenal. And yeah. look, look, I watched the second season because my wife is in it. Rachel McAdams is in the second season. She's great. Not actually, but his the wife. story just does, well. Uh, no. The story doesn't uh, hold up following, especially following how good the first season was. So yeah. I would say, True Detective. Yeah, that's. A, I mean. Yeah. Uh, I mean, an alternate for me, like, again, it's hard, but I'd almost say Homeland on Showtime. Like, uh, mm, I haven't watched it. The first season was great. Uh, and then I'm not saying that the, that this, this question's hard because I watched all of Homeland. I liked it, but it became a different show, like, after the first, like, season or two. So it's hard. Yeah. Tom's further elaboration really in the Discord, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My my uninformed one is One Punch Man. I really love season one, and for whatever reason, I like kind of started watching season two and wasn't as into it. Well, because the uh, first season's so novel. Yeah. It's so novel. Yeah. It's like to it's to me. It's like uh, what happens with like uh, the flash in the pan comedy satires. Mm. Like it's really hard to do a sequel to it, but then as if it's franchise, then you you get it and you're like, it doesn't hit as hard. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, All right, next question. Next yeah. question comes from Mitchell. If you have to choose two colors that represent you, what colors would you pick? Red. And That's... a different red. <laughs> <laughs> I love that it red. was just one color and you just stopped. <laughs> red. Uh, Make it two syllables. Yeah, red. 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 I, even my HDMI cable for my camera <laughs> is red. That's how much... <laughs> I paid four dollars extra for that. Um, that's fine. I guess red and I, I also mean, I, like uh, pink a lot. I have a, like half my wardrobe right now is pink. Red and pink. Yeah, well, Valentine's you like Day. Like Valentine's Day. Card. My birthday is in February, so um, for me, I'd say black and red. Um. Anything that has all, more black and then red trim, I'm like, mm. think Batman okay. Beyond. Hot topic. Yeah, I was gonna say Batman Beyond and and Hot Topic. <laughs> <laughs> Green Day. 
Green Day from the eight, from, from 2005 to 2009. Tom is hot yeah. topic. Tom is hot Josh, topic. Josh, Uh Mine, I really like... Blue. Purple and blue. Purple and purple blue, blue, like, yeah, purple and blue, like, oh, nerd on colors almost. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but purple and blue, I really like. <laughs> our rooms uh, right now? Yeah, our rooms or uh, purple and black is often another one that I like. My my D&D dice that I got custom, they're purple and black, but purple and nice. blue is usually often the, the, the thing. showing your credit cards on screen there, Tom? Movie pass? Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> remember? Yeah, you can take all the account you, you want. Um, I, yeah, Mamba knows it's gray yeah. and like a very deep cyan, like a like a tealish color. Mamba knows because Mamba asked. <laughs> Mamba asked me separately before, and I was like, "Yeah, those are my favorite colors. Like a really nice gray, and then like a like a deep teal. I think is maybe more appropriate, but." Yeah, in, in that realm. There you have like, it. Feels like tea. Yeah. Good tea. <laughs> Next question. Yeah? Yeah. 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 I Next still found question. a way around that. Pink is just a lighter red. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it has a different name, so it still works. Thank yeah. you, Caitlin. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Next question comes from Noe. In no. the spirit of Godzilla versus Kong, what two characters would you like to see square off in their own movie? Example, Superman <laughs> versus Goku. Uh, um, in their own movie, join our Patreon. <laughs> yeah. We literally just just covered recorded this. Yeah, um, we just recorded this. But there's plenty. Pick something different. Pick something different, y'all. For, for yeah, 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 yeah. There's there's plenty. There's plenty. Um, to oh, Deathstroke versus Predator. Oh, okay. I dig that. Okay. They're both literally predators. <laughs> I uh. Even though it's been done in comics, I would still like to see a Batman versus Spawn. In a movie. Do it in, in a, a movie. movie. Yeah. In a movie. Yeah, this is in their own movie. So Yeah. It would be dope. Ben Affleck versus Jamie Foxx. Um, I don't know if I want to do this one, but Uh-oh. it's Too the only thing I can think of. The leaking. jokes of war and riddles. <laughs> The Jokes of War and Riddles? Oh, the, the War of Jokes and Riddles, my bad. That's the third Tom King story. Uh, Red Hood versus Nightwing? Oh. oh. It's a little Jason Todd versus Dick Grayson? Battle for the Cowl? Yeah. I personally haven't seen it. It's probably in a comic somewhere. but Yeah, Battle for the Cowl. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, it's Who uh, wins? Right, be- right before the New 52, um, Batman is quote-unquote dead. He's actually just traveling through time. And... Uh, <laughs> Like literally, Dick gets a note from Batman. It's like on the suit, and it's like, "Whatever happens to me, I don't want you to become the Batman." And uh, next thing you know, the Batman suit gets stolen, and then there's a new Batman with guns blazing. And then, oh yeah, uh, and then uh, Tim Drake tries to take him down, but he's no match to him. Damian tries to take him down, he's no match, and the only one that can beat him is Dick. Oh, um, he wins. Yeah. I would love to Dick. see a live action yeah. of that. That'd be great. Dix just has more experience, and he has a resilience that will never be broken. Yeah. Well, we all know. So we all know. Uh, Tom, here's a quick question. We yes, all know. Kayla, I said Dick is really resilient, and has, I know. I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm we all know Jason Todd would be Jensen Eccles. Who would you cast <laughs> as Nightwing? Uh, Ian Somerhalder. <laughs> there it is. All right. Cool. Yeah. So Ian Somerhalder versus Jared Jensen Eccles. No. <laughs> no. No. 
No. Wow. No. So good. What if? No. But what if? But what no. if Charlie's Angels went up against Power Totally Girl? Spies? Oh. Uh. <laughs> Okay. Some would say that they're the same group. <laughs> That's why I want to see him fight. <laughs> okay, okay. You'd have the, like the newbies against the veterans. Nice. I love um, it. Tom's got uh, the rest of the questions. I got the rest of the questions. So Tom we'll does. start up from questions from last week. Uh, so in nine, oh, this is from Doogler93. Uh, so in the 98 Godzilla movie with Matthew Broderick, why do they call, mm-hmm. Go- call Godzilla him? And later they find out Godzilla is pregnant because it's asexual. Yeah. Even yeah. though it's a male gender, it self-breeds. Yeah, I, don't know if I that's, think that's a thing in, in reptiles, right? Like I don't they, know. Like, it, yeah. The gender you know, doesn't matter. They can, can all change. lay eggs. Wasn't that one of the, like, the big, like, wasn't that, like, Matthew Broderick's character's, like, big realization of, like, yeah. oh, it's asexual. You know, and, no, there's, they make a joke out of it because it's, like, he breeds, uh, Godzilla breeds by itself. And then the female romantic interest says, like, well, that's no fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. I remember. I remember. Because um, that Isn't was Isn't that where they put a, they put a bunch Casper of fish does? outside? I remember. Is that where they put all the fish on the ground and then he eats it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. And I at the very know. end, one comes out, and that, that's the animated series. And that Godzilla is a protector of New York City. I know there's fish that will switch genders depending on the yeah. population around them. Wow. Yeah. Some frogs. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, and I and I'll say it this way: I don't know if being uh, asexual, reproductive, is uh, is is limited to one particular gender. If like only the male I species of the Zilla family can do that, or the female Zilla, family. they didn't explore it in depth in the <laughs> yeah. movie. Is what we're trying to say. Yeah, and so like <laughs> they made the joke, they moved on. It's yeah. it, it's it's yeah, it's scientific psychobabble. So whatever. Um, science. Next, woo-woo. next question. Uh, ta- no, woo woo is spiritual stuff. That's the force, right? Sorry. Um, and the midi chlorians is the woo woo psych- uh, science, right? Right. Um, of Talon of the Dragon. Uh, nerd on. So, shout uh, out. Have you seen the red band trailer for the Suicide Squad? Yes. 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 I'm ready. I I'm excited. Prefer I'm ready. the green band trailer a lot more. Uh, okay, yeah, I, I respect that. I, I, I think the the Green Band trailer gave it a little bit more of like a this is the story and this is yes. like yeah it, the Red Band obviously the Red Band was here's to, the vibe yeah here's was here vibe. and and these are the kind of like jokes and also the violence and I think the violence is really cool but I think the Green Band was like here's like Red Band trailer felt like trailer two where it was like here's more of what you're gonna get and mm-hmm. Green Band trailer felt like I teens. will admit I did laugh out loud at a few parts uh, yeah. I'm not. I'm not too proud to admit that the custom license, vanity license plate line. <laughs> but Margot Robbie is also a gem. Yeah, no. So if we find out you have custom license plates, you, you die. die. It's like, <laughs> no. No, not that one. Um, well, she says one other thing after that. I don't remember. If you uh, cough with your mouth open, you die. That's right. And then he's like, that isn't an invitation to cough without covering your mouth, by the way. <laughs> I love John um, Cena so much. The, that wasn't John Cena. But I know, I but too. I just—it's a general statement separately yeah. that he's involved. Yeah, John. Have you seen Blockers? He, did you know he took the suit home to see if he could nap in it before accepting the role? <laughs> no, because he knew he was going to be on set for a whole. Like there, there's a whole article. I didn't read the whole thing, but my understanding from from skimming it was that before he like accepted the suit, 
As it is, he took it home so he could try to nap in it to see if when he's on set, he could comfortably nap between Wow. And he could. So he's like, oh, yeah, I'll I'll do it. I mean, it's smart. It's smart. I hope to be at that point in my life. That's Elijah Wood. If you watch the behind the scenes of Lord of the Rings, they're like, he can nap anywhere for any amount of time. It's amazing. (laughs) He'd be be dead asleep and they'd go, Elijah, we need you. And he'd go, all right. And he'd just start the scene. (laughs) Have have you seen uh, the uh, blockers, Caitlin? No. But John Cena, go watch it. It's really, really good. Okay. Um, so the the next question, also from yeah. Talent of the Nerd. Uh, <laughs> nerd on, when did you first realize you were a nerd? Oh, oh man. man. Our first episode, we talked about this. <laughs> oh, uh, my first episode, that's when I realized. Is it only that? <laughs> Never before. I wasn't sure about this podcast thing, and then we did it. There it is. When I re- when when did we realize that we're nerds? I guess you. You could do your own. Like, yeah, but I mean, like, the question isn't, like, when we became it. Looking back, it's like when we had the moment of like, oh, when you first realized you were a nerd, yeah. Realization. Oh, I think uh, I think being like cognizant of it was probably early teen years when I was playing Magic the Gathering, reading comics. Like when I'm young, when you're younger, you don't. I'm just reading comics and I'm playing games and da 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 da. I'm doing the thing. But then when I was probably around like eleven or twelve, going to like Friday Night Magic, and you know buying into this the, is becoming a thing. And I was like, ah, oh, I'm spending money doing this. I see. <laughs> Ooh. See, see, for me, I think it was because um, the way that my sister and I played games growing up was we would have these dimensional hopping characters. So we were the same person, like we would create our OC, but they dimension hopped. So like we went from world to world. Mm-hmm. And I remember I used to like draw my OC that was existent in all of these worlds. And then it reached a point where I was like flipping several pages and I was like, oh, oh. I like a lot of these things, huh? Yeah. Mm. Oh. I'm very, very nerd. Very nerd. Nerd. It's Drama. freeing, really. A lot of video like, games oh. as well from very oh, yeah. young. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's a, it's a great qualifier that Corey brings up of like, I just kind of did the things and I didn't realize it until I think that like, I think when being a nerd became the thing you know like yeah. in the teen 2000s where it was like you got Thanks, marvel Adam movies Brody. Yeah. <laughs> um, like legit though that's yeah a huge um, reason why it became mainstream i think that it just kind of during that time it was like oh i i like all these different things and oh, i guess that's that's me and i didn't really honestly i didn't really embrace it until we started nerd on i was very closeted because mm. i was just like and i've talked about it on the podcast of just like getting so much like negativity towards me that I didn't really embrace it. And then we started nerd on and I was like, ah, F it. And we're like, it's nice to finally meet you, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Um, you can just see Josh looking in the mirror saying that. It's nice to finally meet you. <laughs> Hi, Josh. Oh. Thanks, other Josh. Uh, Thanks, other Josh. <laughs> I, I feel like um, nerdiness for me has kind of been like a, an attachment to childhood things in a mm. way where like playing Pokemon, playing Yu-Gi-Oh was never like a nerdy thing. Like as a kid, that's just a thing you do. Like, it, there was no such thing as, like, this is what nerds do, this blah, blah, blah. Like, cool kids, there was no cool kids. It was like, are you that good at sports or are you that good at this thing? Like, if you were good at a thing, you were the cool kid, right? Um, but I think when I moved to Sacramento and I was made aware of, like, my ethnicity and that everyone was like, whoa, what's up? You know, do all the, like, martial arts sound and all that stuff whoa. at me. Um, and I was just like, oh, I'm different. And people think of me in one way. And then when I realized, like, I was still, like, playing with, like, Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh stuff and then everyone was like 
oh, well, only the cool kids play sports and all the other kids don't. And then I was like, <gasps> oh, okay, so I'm a nerdy kid then. Then I'm like, all right, what's up? Who wants to play for decks? Like, oh, 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 oh we need <laughs> this card for that card. And then uh, you just continue on your merry old way. Um, but I think it wasn't like that. It's like you're this or you're that until that point of like very, you know, it's it's the puberty age, right? Where everything is made very clear to you, what? like how people see. Yes. What? So what? Um, when yeah. it's time to change. But uh, to yeah, to that point, I didn't really change. like embrace it until I met my friend Curtis, who was just like talking about comic books all day. And I was like, but he was one of the smartest kids. So like he got away with like having a confidence to bed. It's like, yeah, you can be confident about it too. So. Um, I just want to like stop real quick, like a tangent, sort of. Tom, you just said something like as a qualifier of what was a popular person like being good at something. Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. never heard that, and it like totally just made sense. Because like when I was a yeah. kid, when I was a teenager, I was made fun of for a long time, and then when I got into high school, I went, I did theater and acting classes and all that kind of stuff, and then like my senior year, all of a sudden, I was in this like cool kids group because I was good at theater like and I didn't the, know what happened I was like like the, there there was a hierarchy it's like you know there's hierarchy of everything right it's the per- parable of the, the of humanity where it's like everyone knows their version of what the government is or what the financial systems look like but like of what cool is and I think in a, in a high school setting it's like the best sports person is the coolest person in that sect the best cheerleader is the best se- person in that Blah, blah, blah. The best nerdy person is like a cool person. So even all of those cool people like recognize yeah. each other. It's like game recognize game thing. I of see like, you. it I doesn't matter. You. Like, you know, like the nerdiest, coolest, like Conan O'Brien is like recognizes like, I don't know, the, the king of hip hop at this point, whoever that person is. And they're like, yeah, we understand. We we know who each other are. So it's like that level of like, there wasn't uh, a detriment of like, that's really you're, interesting. You're the I best never, person in that level. I never thought about it like that. I thought it was just yeah. this nebulous thing that just kind of happened. And then, <laughs> but there's like, I think there is kind of like, a, not a science, but you're like, actually, you can look at the facts. And <laughs> <laughs> Hierarchy. No. Should we actually, uh, take yeah, some questions kinda. from yeah. the chat? Well, uh, this is from the chat. I mean, um, live chat. Sorry. Yes, this is. My uh, bad. How, how many, que- how much time we have left? I'd say two. Two more? Two questions. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to take uh, this one from uh, Black Diablo Mamba. Mm-hmm. Question, what nerd uh, moment have you experienced being the first to witness before anyone in the public has known? <laughs> well, okay. Caitlin has something. I got in trouble. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. So, um, at an E3 one year, oh, mm-hmm. I was there as a journalist and I got dropped off in downtown LA, but I was not used to L.A. I was country girl. And my experience was, uh, up to that point of doing journalism and stuff, is if you act very confidently that you are supposed to be somewhere, you are supposed to be there and people will not fuck with you. So I had been given this like little media arm badge thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> so... <laughs> I I went to the the door where the event was supposed to happen, but I got dropped off like two hours early, um, and it was not a great part of town. And the gate was down, and I saw this guy walk out, and the door closed just as I was walking up, and I was like, "Oh no!" And then it was locked, and he was like, "Oh oh, just go around the back." And I was like, "Okay, random stranger, I don't know." So I walked around to the back of the building, and there were all these like European dudes smoking in suits in the back. 
And so I walked up to the back door and there was a guard there. And I was in like, I'm afraid, I don't know what's going on, ultra protective, like serious mode, like don't fuck with me. So I walked up to the security guard and he's like, uh, no, no. And I just held up my wrist and stared at him really angrily. And I was like, media. And he was like, no, no, no. And I was like, media. And then he was like, here you go. <laughs> just let me in. So you cared him. Okay. And then what'd you do? Uh, I cared him real hard. Um, and then I went in and was just like wandering around because I was like, I know I'm supposed to be here. The guy at the front told me this is where I'm supposed to go and I'm supposed to be here. And I walked into the area where you sit and watch the presentation and they were playing the new trailer for the Assassin's Creed game that was going wow. to be dropping in a couple of hours, but was nowhere near the public. And this woman came in uh, like, I was watching them do rehearsals for how they were talking about, like, mm-hmm. you know, they were going over their script of, like, this is what the game is about. Here's the world you're going to see, this and that. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, sweet. I guess I'm just here early, I suppose. And then I walked out, and this woman goes, who are you? And I was like, oh, I walked around the back like he told me to and came in and I media. And she was like, I've got to get you outside. You have to leave. <laughs> like uh-huh. full pale faced panic uh, that I had already leaked the brand new game two hours before it was going to be announced. Wow. Very cool, Kanye. <laughs> that, was, that was on my 21st Thank birthday. You, Kanye. Very cool. That was Happy that birthday. was on my 21st birthday. So, uh, oh. yeah, I sc- well, yeah, I scared him into letting me in, but it's only because someone else was like, "You have to go in the back entrance. They will let you in." So I was like, I know I'm supposed to be here. <laughs> he told me. And I was wrong. Um, Confidence will get you places, but Karen. it will get you in trouble. They let me back mm-hmm. in, so it's fine. I feel bad. Uh, Corey hey, or Josh? You didn't do anything. You didn't leak anything. I didn't. Uh, I don't know if I have an experience like that. I don't know if there's anything I I've remember known. one that I think all of us kind of experienced. What? That Fable moment. Four. Oh, you were breathtaking. Four. Yeah, you're breathtaking. <gasps> we saw it first. That's right. With Keanu Reeves, we saw we that first there. for Cyberpunk. Uh, for Cyberpunk 2077, I don't think I did. You were uh, there. I was not in the same room with Keanu. Uh, Keanu. Oh, at the Ka- Xbox Keanu thing. Keanu Ray. That might have been I, the one year that he missed that particular presentation. I was not there for that. I'm sorry. I was. I would have remembered that being in the same room as Keanu. I would have. That would have been burned into my fucking retinas. But I missed that somehow. Uh, I'm gonna we got look to play over some footage. I feel like. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> I, maybe you were there. Maybe I was there, and I've just like totally removed myself. I think you completely removed it because that was the second year we went to E3, and so yeah, that yeah, was right. that was the first. I wouldn't time have that, missed the Xbox thing. That would have been that was in the Xbox theater. It was in my. I know. Theater. I know. Tom, I know. <laughs> well, because <laughs> we, we saw together. it together. <laughs> I remember where we sat that year versus where we sat the first year. Because I remember the first year the Forza thing with all the fucking leaves and shit was so cool, and then where we sat this year because it was the first year that we went with Caitlin. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just saying, I'm like, no, nah, everyone mm. was there. Unless you went to take poo-poo and then <laughs> you were gone. But no, you were there the entire time, I think. I don't know, man. I guess I we'll find I, out. I, maybe it was such check an out-of-body the, experience that I don't. I mean, we've gotten to see some games before. Like, uh, I got to yeah. see Cyberpunk before it went Oh, yeah. Live? I mean, question I, mark? I, I, I have one that I feel like I hope there's no more NDA for this. Um, but who gives a shit because a lot of people don't even want to talk about it anymore. So this is mine. My first 
nerd, well, not my first, a nerd moment that I experienced to witness uh, before anyone else in the public because I was on set. Um, and this was a big thing. And so this is some, I'm not going to say everything. I'm not going to say everything. But it was, I was there the day they shot on uh, David Ayer's Suicide Squad. Hashtag release the air cut. Um, I was there when they shot the homage to Alex Ross's May I Have This Dance sequence. Mm. And if you don't know what that is, look up Joker Harley Quinn May I Have This Dance. And it's a sequence where the Joker is in a tuxedo and Harley Quinn is in her original gesture outfit. And I was there that day when they shot it. And I saw that and I was like... (sighs) Yo, that's some deep cut shit. I was like, yo. Um, and I was, I was, uh, uh, I saw a lot of things. I saw, I saw the gifts. I saw, I could explain it all, I but saw I, a lot I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it live. I saw a lot of costumes. I, I met a lot of people. It was cool. It was fun. Um, I really liked being on that set, but I, I know everyone was there overworked for 16 hours a day. Uh, so that's why for me, I'm like, hashtag release the haircut. Hashtag release the haircut. It's, tw- it's 10 minutes longer than the actual cut in a completely different way. Um, so I'm here for the uh, integrity of the artistic vision. Uh, one last question you said, Joe? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to do one. Uh, Doogler. This is going to be the last one. Doogler 93. What piece of media, TV shows, movies, uh, book, uh, or anything else, what have you, uh, that everyone loved, but you were kind of meh about. I already know. You already know what, Caitlin? That I was me- what I was meh about, what that everyone else really loved. Okay, well then go ahead. It's Breaking Bad. <sighs> oh. Everyone <laughs> you loved killed it. A, you killed Tom. <laughs> I know. It hurts. I know. It hurts. Because I, a lot of people it, have Sopranos and then they have Breaking Bad and Breaking Bad was mine. So I, I just, I, I watched through the first season. I started watching into the second season and something about it hit a little close to home, some personal life stuff. So I was just like, not, I was so not into it and performances were great and everything. And that might've actually made it worse <laughs> um, just because it was, it was like way too Way too personal for me. And I'm like, mm, no, no, no. I don't like I don't this. like feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feelings like re-experiencing hard. feelings. So that was uh, that's that's the thing that everyone loved, but I was very mm. hmm. I'll try and watch through it someday because I know everyone really likes it. Just to have the uh point of reference, but yeah, that's it for me. Um I know Corey. Do you know mine? Because I don't. Da, 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 oh, Game of Thrones, da, 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 yeah. Da, da. Game of Thrones yeah. is it, for yeah. sure. For sure. I can see that for you. Yeah. I just wanted to watch Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time. I get that. It's kind of like when we went to watch the Overwatch uh, tournaments, and you were like, I just want to play now. I don't want to watch this anymore. Can we get ice cream and go play games? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Josh, you or me? I'll go. Uh, Stranger Things. <gasps> boom, 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 boom. I, everybody was like, "Oh my, this show is amazing!" And I, except Tom, I, 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 mm, I wasn't, I wasn't too thrilled about season two and after season yeah. one. I was all about it. I was like, "So that's your answer." If you only watch one season, watch. <laughs> one. Yeah, you guys can take my hero's quest answer. I'll, I'll, I'll take bringing it back around. Yeah. Um, I think Mandalorian. <gasps> Mm. Uh, it, it's not like 
I hate it. It's very, yeah. Okay. Reference point, Watchmen came out that same time, and you were yeah, like, look, TV's, t- TV's nothing. TV's ruined nothing for me. Good. TV's nothing absolutely good. ruined. But Tom then, liked the second season better. I did. I thought the second season was much more enjoyable, but Mandalorian, everyone's like, oh my God. It's like as if I saw God for the first time. I'm like, dude, really? Relax. Yes, his name was Grogu. <laughs> <laughs> no, some people still don't want to call him Grogu. I'm like, dude, it's Grogu. That's what they called in the show. Um, but no, yeah. Uh, I, I will say, yeah, that that show. Um, and, and I want everyone who still loves it and enjoys it to enjoy it. He's talking to me right now. When yeah. don't don't hi, don't hyper whenever hyperbole comes in, I just immediately be like, you don't know what you're talking about. I just feel like you can say this is your favorite show for sure, but if you'd be like, oh my god, this is like the best thing I've ever seen on TV, I'm like, okay, well, okay. <laughs> well, well what if Peaky Blinders really is the best thing I've ever seen on TV? That you ever seen? Sure. Yeah. Right. Cool. <laughs> It'll it goes back to the sure. <laughs> sure. Hey. Sure. Hey. Sure, man. You're a thing, man. I don't want to take it from you. It's yours, baby. <laughs> Not go, coming right. in your house and smashing all your stuff. <laughs> Everybody at home, that has been this week's update. Thank you so much for listening, if that is what you are doing, or watching, if you're on YouTube, or our audience that is live right now on Twitch. Thank you so Hi. much for tuning in. Uh, if you are new to NerdOn, check out our website, nerdon.tv. It has all of the information on everything that we do, everywhere that we are. Check it out. Uh, we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere. So check it out. And if we're not where you want us to be, email us. I'd be happy to figure out how to get us there. Uh, yeah, we're here on Twitch almost every single day. Uh, check out our YouTube channels. Um, yeah, on all the social medias. Check that out. Share us with your friends, oh, yeah. your family. Stop by, rate, and review. Your enemies, share us with your enemies. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for hanging out, for sending in your questions. We love you all. Take care of yourselves. You know the drill. As always, nerd on. on.